The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to non Google Search Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're going to turn the spotlight to how you can optimize your SEO efforts on some of the most important search engines that don't start with the letter G. Joining us today is Adam Weiler, who is the founder of Sunken Stone, which is a performance-based Amazon management agency that is a premier Amazon channel partner with over 10 years experience helping e-commerce companies create sustainable business success selling on Amazon. And today, Adam is going to talk to us about his strategies for increasing organic visibilities of products on Amazon. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t okay on with the show here's my conversation with adam weiler the founder of sunken stone adam welcome to the voices of search podcast and thanks for having me it's uh great to reconnect with you you've been on uh, my other podcast the martech podcast a couple of times talking to me about amazon and i'm excited to have my go-to amazon expert here on the voices of search to talk a little seo and content optimization as always honored and just to give everybody some context, tell us a little bit about your work and tell us a little bit about Sunken Stone and, and who are your customers. Yeah. So I have been selling on Amazon for about 11 years now, 12 years now. Wow. It goes by fast. And I started with HDMI cables, started selling those in Q4 of 2007, and then quickly moved to other products and niches. Eventually, about four years ago, realized the talent that I and my team possess can be applied to other brands. And it's so much easier working with the brand with some kind of momentum already. So we pivoted and went into a full done-for-you turnkey Amazon service. 
Right now, we're managing about 75 brands on the Amazon channel. And that includes, and when I say managing, we're talking about four major buckets, inventory management and logistics, marketing, which is the Amazon ad platforms, content, how to build a great listing, and customer service, how to get great reviews and keep your customers happy. So when you say that you're working with 75 different brands, give me a sense of how many SKUs at any given time your company is optimizing. We're managing, I think the last count I saw was around 1,400 SKUs. We really specialize in a smaller SKU count catalog, something that we can wring maximum value out of each SKU. You know, our secret sauce and, and our steps and processes works really well when we can hone in and extract maximum maximum sales out of one or two or 10 SKUs versus a 10,000 SKU catalog that you can't really give that love and attention to. Okay. So there's a, a pretty wide variety of products, a wide variety of categories, and you're managing multiple thousands of listings, which on some level makes you an expert to talk about how to optimize uh, the listings for Amazon. So you mentioned that there are four different categories that you're working with. You're helping with inventory management and customer service, some paid media. I want to focus in specifically on the listing creation mm-hmm. and just get your take on the strategy that you apply when you're creating a listing. Where are you figuring out how to source your content and keywords? Yeah, great question. So when you're talking about listings... There's the front end of the listing, and then there's the back end of the listing. So, and I'll break those up into sections. So, front end of the listing is title, it is images, it's bullet points, it's description, potentially video or enhanced brand content on the page. And the way it works with us is, let's say we're we're onboarding a brand, we're going to get a Dropbox or a Google Drive folder of all of their content. So we're gonna we're gonna get Here's a million images or, or 10,000 images. Here's some lifestyle shots. Here's how we sell the stuff on our website. Here's how it's sold in stores. And what our team does is kind of sorts through it and looks to see how it's positioned. First, we're going to take a look at competition on the marketplace. So I think for today, best it, it's always easier if we have a sample product that we're, that we're running through this process. And I can even plug that into some tools that we're using. How about a cappuccino machine or espresso machine? I got a better one for you. What's that? I want to I want to sell a box. Here's my new product. I want to sell a box that I can buy an Amazon Echo, a Google Home, and an Apple, what's this the Siri Home Kit, uh, whatever the Apple one is called. I want to Yeah, Apple Home. I want to put them all in one box, put a light on top of it, and whenever one of them talks, that light goes off. So I could just talk to Apple, Siri, Google, Alexa, whoever, and somebody responds back to me. <laughs> all right. I am, I'm going to imagine that we've cleared all the trademark hurdles with Amazon, Google, um, and Apple already. I'm assuming that we're good to go because what happens, we're going to get further down this. If you start putting some trademark, let's say we put Amazon Alexa in our backend keywords, we could get flagged. So... We want to avoid that stuff. Yeah, no, we're we're on the up and up. They all they all cool. know we're putting their products in one box. What's wrong with that? <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, so first thing we're going to do is take a look at the competition. 
in the cases that there isn't direct, direct competition, we're going to look at tangential niches. So in that case, we're going to look at smart home. We're going to look at the Alexas. We're going to look at the Google Homes. Speakers, Sonos, right? Yeah, smart smart speakers, Sonos. And what we're going to do is kind of compile this huge list of the products, the ASINs, or ASIN is, is how Amazon classifies their products. And then we're going to start running them through some tools. Helium 10 is one we subscribe to. I like it just for ease of use. And it's called this reverse ASIN lookup. So they're actually, you're going to put a product in. So let's say we put Google Home in their product, or I don't think Amazon even sells Google Home because they've got like a weird non-compete. But imagine it's on there. We grab the ASIN. We run it through, and this is going to spit out a list of a bunch of keywords. And it's also going to spit out what they call their IQ score or their Cerebro IQ score. It's kind of like trade-off, like, yeah, how hard is this going to be to rank, but also the volume that it's getting in search terms. These are all weird, crude, rudimentary tools. It's not the same, you know, A refs or, or whatever SEO tools you're used to on Google, like the high... That stuff does not exist on Amazon. So we're playing in a little different, we're playing in a different ecosystem. And Amazon doesn't like sharing some data. So you either have to piece it together from experience or, and you've got like, you've bought data with, on their ad platform and you can use that for another product or you kind of scrape it together with the best tools out there. Helium 10 is a great one. I, I recommend it. So you start running competition. You can run a bunch of competitor products. And then based on that, you're looking at what you want to rank for. You know, I would say we're going to go for smart home products, right? Because the, the issue is if you're not selling a commodity product, like something like coffee mug, for example, like people are searching for coffee mugs. So you can optimize for coffee mug or orange coffee mug. The issue with something that's like a little different is we're going to have to find kind of a bucket to put it in. So that's an important distinction. Let me just chime in here and and echo what you're saying is that on Amazon, when you're trying to optimize your listing, if you're working with a commodity product, something that already exists, it is a different strategy to do your content optimization as opposed to likely, you know, a, a fair amount of the Amazon listings are not necessarily coming onto the platform to compete in a category that already exists. If you're doing something new and innovative, you're creating a new product, you're basically looking for similar categories and you're creating your own niche. Exactly, exactly. And you, you might never be able to, to rank for smart speaker, but you'll show up in a couple of long like You want to show up in a bunch of long tail searches. Amazon will give you bottom of page one or page two or page three ranking for a bunch of those kind of related keywords. So just anecdotally, do you have a sense of how, you know, being in the top spot in Amazon compares to being in the top spot in Google? For sure. You, you want to be above that fold and in the top couple first spots of, of any keyword search results. Now, if you are coming in the market and targeting smart speaker, that's going to be a competitive search term and you're, it's going to take a while for you to get there. So I, I've heard it's very similar uh, around 30% click to the first spot and then cascades down from there. Very similar to how Google ranks. You, you, you want to be above 
it folds just like in Google. Okay, so SEOs can think of the value of the position similar to how they think about it in Google when they're optimizing a listing for Amazon. Exactly. The, fir- the first position is always going to get the most clicks. Of course. And especially in mobile when, when screen real estate is limited. So uh, essentially what I'm hearing is, you know, when you're starting a new category like this home speaker collaboration we're talking about, if <laughs> that's what we want to call it, you're probably not going to be landing on the first page right out of the gate. Um, you know, you're going to end up being on a, a fair amount of long tail keywords. Talk to me about how you put your keyword list together. And is there even a keyword list? Yeah, it, it really is a keyword list. So front end, you can put keywords in a title. Obviously, you want you want to target that and Amazon weights that very heavily. You can put keywords in your image file names and Amazon will index those. You can put keywords in your bullet points. You can put keywords in your description. You can, if people are leaving reviews for you, they can put keywords and it'll rank based on those. That's the front end. Back end, Amazon, it's so weird. The Amazon has like five blanks or, or blank spots for you to figure out your keywords. Now, they're always changing this. The most recent I heard was 250 bytes of data or 250 characters. It, it changes all the time. There's tools out there where you can run your, your keyword list through and they'll verify that you're not going over the data because apparently if, you put, if it's 250 and you go 251, Amazon reads it as zero, which doesn't make any sense. I don't know why, why they wouldn't just like not look at the, most, the last keyword on there. So when you say there's, there's five spaces on the back end, this is essentially where you're writing mm-hmm. the equivalent of a meta tag description, something that can't be seen by the end user, but is still trying to provide a sense of how you would like your product to be ranked or described to the platform. Exactly. Uh, if it's a really important keyword that is in the title and description and, and bullet points, you can also add it to the back end for a little extra boost. There's conflicting opinions about that. Some people say don't duplicate. Some people say it's okay to duplicate. Or there's some use cases or really long tail keywords or niche keywords that you would never put in your title or description, but you still want the product to potentially rank for. This is a great spot for them. So, for example, um, in the case of us putting the uh, combination of all the different voice speakers together in one box, we might put the keyword Tim Cook or Jeff Bezos in our keyword description because somebody might be looking for something that's Apple related. And those are keywords that we think are long tail keywords that could be relevant. Perfect example. Other than we're totally going to get in trouble and, and it's totally copyright infringement. But let's we're ignoring that. We're, yeah, we're already getting sued. It's all good. We're at ship and sales. Okay, so you have your front-end listing, your your consumer content, let's call it, and then you have the equivalent of your meta tags where there are five spots to put something like 250 characters, maybe it's 250 bytes of data, which you can feed Amazon a little extra juice for how you'd like to be positioned. Exactly. So when it comes to listings, there's front and back-end. Okay, we had a little technical issue on the recording side. Uh, Adam's headphones died, so he's going to rejoin us on the call. It's going to sound a little different here. But Adam, now that we have you back, um, we were talking about our listing for our box that has all the voice assistants in one. 
And if we're getting some performance, we're seeing that the people are clicking, are converting at a high rate, Mm -hmm. but we're not getting a ton of organic traffic. And let's say we don't have the budget to do a lot of paid. What are you doing to optimize a listing that you're seeing is performing well in terms of conversions, but not getting a lot of visibility on Amazon? Yeah, great question. So I would start by tracking your keywords. So we use Helium 10 for a keyword tracker. There's plenty of other keywords there. Let's see the overall trend for your specific keywords that are in your title, that are in your front end, that are in your back end. The thing about Amazon, they don't give you, unlike Google Analytics, they're not giving you where a customer comes from and results in person. They don't give you keyword data uh, unless for their advertising. So if it's just an organic sale, you don't know what keyword triggered that sale, which is unfortunate. I don't know why they don't share it. They like to hold on to their, that data. Eventually, they're, they're loosening up. But internally, you can track your keyword rankings. And, and typically, how it works is Amazon is a flywheel. So if you're selling well through a specific keyword, you're going to see better rankings for that keyword. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So basically, when you start a listing and you're getting your initial performance, if you're seeing strong conversions, the expectation is that you will continue to see organic listing growth. You're going to have better placements because Amazon is seeing that that listing is performing. So you have to be patient and just wait for your placement to increase. Yes, be patient. Obviously, there's other things that we can do, and we'll get into those. But you also want, like Amazon, if you if you think about it logically, Amazon is a virtual mall. And yes, they have unlimited shelf space, but really, they, they have limited screen real estate for a specific keyword. So if someone's typing in smart speaker, Amazon only has five spots above the fold and only 11 spots on that front page. So Amazon, it's in Amazon's best interest to show the product that's going to result in a sale or the highest revenue per pixel or the highest revenue per inch or whatever metric internally. So they want to show something that's going to help the end consumer and get them to keep coming back to Amazon and give them a good experience. So if they think 
you know, and, and they do this over time by kind of fluctuating your keyword rankings. So to, to test. So Amazon might try you on page three. Amazon might try you on page two. And if you keep if you keep out executing and out selling that other that other product listing for for that keyword, you're going to keep rising in that ranks. So the expectation is that your placement, your your ranking, is going to bounce around a fair amount initially as Amazon tries to evaluate your mm-hmm. revenue per pixel, revenue per inch, revenue per listing KPIs. What are some of the triggers that you can pull to try to maximize that value and then secure a higher listing placement to get more traction? Yeah, it used to just be you throw up a listing and they they came and they will come. Now, not so much. You really got to spend some money, whether it's internal traffic or external traffic to get that needle moving and to show Amazon that they should be ranking you higher for specific keywords. And by internal traffic and external traffic, I'm assuming you mean using Amazon's ad platform to drive people within Amazon to your product and then external traffic being driving traffic outside of Amazon to your listing. Did I get it right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you can use paid placements to try to drive more traffic to your listing with the hopes that it will boost your conversion rate? Not necessarily boost your conversion rate. And and you don't have to do this. You can just set your product. And you know, if it's a great product and a great product market fit, people are going to find it. And eventually, it's just going to kind of move up over time. And, And you know, we call these naturals in our company. Like this this product that just doesn't even have an optimized title, doesn't even have an optimized listing, that just somehow is a great product and people love it and people return to it and Amazon keeps rewarding that. But if you don't have five years to wait around or two years to wait around, you, you kind of want to see better results now or, or know if your product's going to be a success on Amazon, you got to start throwing eyeballs at it. And, and seeing what happens. So is there any impact that paid advertising has on the performance of your listing organically? Is it, you know, does it drive more reviews? Does it, you know, more eyeballs on the page and Amazon knows you're serious, so they're going to send you more organic traffic? Talk to me about the impact yeah. paid has on organic traffic. All of the above. So there is something called the halo effect where if you are bidding on the keyword, and pay, if you're paying for the keyword for smart speaker or smart home speaker, and you start getting conversions through that ad, Amazon's actually going to notice that and start ranking you organically for the same keyword. And it, it, it makes sense from their perspective. They're like, hey, this, this guy's paying, they, the guy or girl, and they know they know they're getting a good response from the audience. Like, why wouldn't we reward them organically for that? So you can essentially expedite the pace of Amazon evaluating your product for a specific keyword by using their paid tools to buy traffic for that keyword. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it seems to be, unless you have a huge list, like an email list or Facebook list or or Instagram list, it seems to be the only way now to kind of expedite that. The How often do you go back and edit the keyword list and, and optimize the title? When you get some data and your listing isn't performing, you know, is it something that is valuable to you to go back and 
take a second look or do you just find that, you know, you do one iteration of the product title, description, bullets, the, the backend data you have and you just set it and forget it? Great question. So what we're looking at internal KPIs, we're looking at conversion rates for the product and, you know, our internal metrics, if we're not at 30% conversion rate, something's up. Like Amazon has a higher conversion rate than a typical website. And we want to get that higher up. We've had, we've had products with 75% conversion rate. And, and conversion rate, you mean when somebody gets to the listing page, they're actually buying the product. Exactly. They're buying. Yep. Yeah, Amazon's buyers. It, it, you know, it's, it's way different than a typical website conversion rate. So what we're doing, we're taking a look. We're seeing if... And we're, we're evaluating this not on a daily basis because there's not enough data coming in and not enough changes. But maybe every week, every two weeks, we're taking a look and seeing if there's what good converting words or phrases in those advertising campaigns that for some reason weren't in the title, weren't prominent in the description. And if we're finding those kind of gold nuggets, then we do want to update the front end or the back end with those keywords. Because obviously, people are, are searching for that keyword. Our ad is showing to them and they're buying but it's not even in our listing. So like that's that's some gold right there. That's the interesting part to me about Amazon is that you know, you could do your keyword optimization and you're doing competitive research and trying to, you know, be strategic and use some data to figure out how to create your listing and how to place it so Amazon will rank it appropriately. But the biggest signal that you have on Amazon is what the performance is of your paid advertising, and that is influencing your organic strategy, which is dramatically different than how we think about organic listings in SEO, where there is very little, if any, impact when somebody advertises on Google that that does not affect where they rank in Google organic search. And you're saying, look, not only can we seed Amazon to ask them essentially to rank us for specific keywords by buying the ads. But then when we buy ads, we will then go and put those keywords back into the listing to try to drive our traffic back up. Kind of crazy, yeah. Interesting. So there's a there's a deep connection and collaboration between Amazon's paid activity and their organic strategy. Adam, any other last tips for optimizing organic traffic to Amazon? Yeah, yeah. So... I would say if you don't want to spend money on Amazon on on their advertising platform, but let's say you had a thousand or a million person email list, if you had a great Facebook community or Instagram community, you can actually drive traffic to Amazon, assuming they're going to convert at a, at a high rate. Give up your e-commerce sales, give up your retail sales for, for a day or, or a week or some scheduled period. Drive them to Amazon and then you're going to rank organically for those front and back end keywords because Amazon loves external traffic going to Amazon from other social networks and Facebook and, and email. They really reward that. It's like, these guys are doing something. Let's reward them for keyword ranks. Interesting. So Amazon's algorithm that figures out where a listing should be placed organically, how you should rank, is not only influenced by the paid advertising platform on Amazon, but you could drive traffic to your listing, which basically can be generic traffic. And as long as Amazon sees that your page is performant, that's going to help boost your organic listings. It'll help you rank higher. 
Yes. And, and big caveat, don't just send a million Facebook bot likes, you know, don't send garbage traffic to it. Cause that's actually going to do the inverse. Like you'll go down for your keyword rankings and you're just going to waste a bunch of money and, and hurt you. You want to send high quality traffic. You want to send your raving fans to the listing because they're going to buy. They're going to buy probably at a higher conversion rate than the typical Amazon shopper. And Amazon likes a high conversion rate and they're going to reward you with higher search rankings. Okay. So at the end of the day, the Amazon algorithm easily influenced by some of the other marketing activities that you can do. So the more traffic you can drive that's going to be performant, anything that's going to drive a conversion, whether it be using Amazon's platform, using your email list, your social network following, whatever ability you have to sort of point the fire hose towards your Amazon pages is going to inevitably help your organic listings on Amazon. Well put. Yeah. Well, let me ask, let me ask one question. Yeah. Have you seen the Amazon pages people are creating for their listings help drive any traffic outward, right? We know we could drive inward traffic to Amazon to boost a product listing on Amazon. Can you use a high ranking product listing on Amazon to try to boost your Google rankings? Anecdotally, yes, because what's going to happen, you know, that's a flywheel we talk about, a model we talk about. So you're ranking well for, for Ben's smart home speaker, like that's your brand name, you know, Ben's combo speaker, you're ranking well for that. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is you're, we're going to start ranking organically for smart speaker showing up. So getting all about that never knew about our brand, but they're going to the generic smart speaker keyword. And some of them are going to the website and they're going to buy. Some of them are going to bounce out and go look for reviews elsewhere on the internet. So yes, some people like to go to Amazon, but some people like to buy from the manufacturer's website and we're going to benefit. It really is a rising tide. So there is a brand lift for you having a prominent placement on Amazon as well, which inevitably helps your Google rankings. Definitely. So it's a virtuous cycle. Adam, let me just say thank you for coming on to the podcast. Great to reconnect. And uh, thanks for telling the SEO audience a little bit about how they can optimize for Amazon. Anytime, Ben. Thanks. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Adam Weiler, the founder of Sunken Stone. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you were interested in contacting Adam, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Or you can visit his company's website, which is sunkenstone.com, S-U-N-K-E-N-S-T-O-N-E.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.
If you have general marketing questions or if you want to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes, or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.